Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Snapper Carr and Maggie Sawyer have been cast. Season 1 soundtrack details are released. And we chat with the fantastic Comicer Girl. This is Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode, we are joined by Sarah Louver, who you may also know as Comicer Girl, to talk about her Supergirl art and what she likes about the show. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, Sarah. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. We are looking forward to chatting with you about all of your awesome work and everything in relation to Supergirl. But before we get to that discussion, we have... The news. According to EW.com, actor Ian Gomez has been cast to play Snapper Carr in Season 2 of Supergirl. We have a few new details on Snapper since we initially got the character breakdown from TVLine.com. Snapper is now described as, quote, a headstrong, sharp-witted newsman hired by Cat Grant to be the editor-in-chief of Catco magazine. Snapper's commitment to hard-hitting journalism pushes Catco reporters to dig deeper in the pursuit of excellence. He's a man who tells people what he thinks of them, and his no-holds-barred approach pushes Kara in unexpected ways, unquote. So what does everybody think about this casting? Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. I love Ian Gomez. So this <laughs> makes me really happy. Um, I loved him on Cougar Town. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be playing Snapper as a more comedic character or if he's going to be kind of a more serious mentor figure. Because it sounds like, I mean, this also could partly be related to maybe uh, with Calissa Flockhart potentially taking a step back uh, from being on the show full time. It sounds like he's going to kind of come in and manage things maybe. At least it sounds like he's managing this print division of Catco. So I'm excited. I, cause I love, I love Ian Gomez and I'm really looking forward to having him on Supergirl. It's very exciting. Yeah, he does. It does seem to come across like he might be kind of that substitute for Kat whenever she's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, what do you think about this news? Yeah, I think it's exciting. I, I, I've liked him and what I've seen of him before. And uh, I like that he's a, a good comedic actor because I feel like Supergirl um, has so many comedic moments, especially in like the Cat Co scenes. So I feel like he should uh, should fit right in around there. That's a great point because a lot of the comedy does come from those Catco office situations. So, uh, yeah, I think he will fit right in. Uh, Sarah, do you have any thoughts about Ian Gomez? Um, I'm actually not really familiar with um, his work, so I, I guess I'm going to have to go look up some stuff that he's done. But um, I'm just kind of interested to see how 
he kind of interacts with Kara, I guess, and what this kind of means for Kara's new job, whatever that may be. So very excited to kind of see where that goes. Yeah, it does bring up the question, you know, is Kara going to be working with Snapper Car? Is this going to be related to her position that she <laughs> chooses for herself? <laughs> How convenient for Kara <laughs> to pick her own job. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious as to how that's going to play into everything. And as as a recurring theme on Supergirl Radio, I've never seen anything actor uh, Ian Gomez has done either. So uh, this this is another actor that I'm discovering for the first time. This seems to be the way they cast around there, um, which is great. I like to discover new people. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Snapper. I would be curious if with Snapper coming in with the magazine, if if Kara's new job ends up being like if she's going to write for the magazine, if she's going to work on it in some other way, um, it'd be kind of funny considering like her cousin Clark's job is for a newspaper. <laughs> like she kind of goes into journalism. It'd be interesting. So, well, they do mention hard hitting journalism with Snapper's description. So I wouldn't be surprised if another member of the House of L became a reporter. <laughs> According to The Hollywood Reporter, actress Floriana Lima has been cast as Maggie Sawyer. Maggie is described by The Hollywood Reporter as, quote, a detective for the National City Police Department who takes a special interest in the cases involving aliens, end quote. Carly, I know you were really excited about Maggie Sawyer. What do you think about this, <laughs> this casting choice? I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I, I mean, we, and I, we talked a little bit about it. Um, we also talked about it with Andy, who's over at the Flash podcast mostly. Um, and he made the point, like, it's really exciting that it's being played by a woman of color. Because um, I believe Maggie Sawyer in the comics is white. As I think she's as like I blonde. Know. I was yeah. just looking up pictures. Yeah. yeah, I think she's been primarily white in the comics. So I really love the fact that they've cast an actress of color to play her in this in the show um also in the comics she's the long-term love interest of kate kane aka batwoman so i know i'm, I'm like <laughs> we get batwoman right I'm, i mean somebody else somebody made the point to me though that i think gotham at this point has the might have the main copyright over bat characters so i don't know if that extends to batwoman at all but i would love <laughs> i would at least love like maybe an Easter egg of some kind. They make a reference to her or I don't know. It would just be cool. I think, I mean, I think casting a character like Maggie Sawyer definitely has the potential to, to maybe have like have that lead into a Kate Kane appearance later on. I'm excited for Maggie in, in her own right, just because if you know anything about me, you know, I love lady cops. Um, <laughs> they are my kryptonite. I, so I'm really excited about it. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Just just, <laughs> just overall excitement. I would think they would maybe be able to reference her. If if they don't sh show Kate Kane, maybe they will be able to reference her because Arrow, didn't they straight up reference Oracle that one time? So I... I don't know. I don't know. That's a good, that's a curious question yeah. as to, to what the rights situation is between Gotham and, and all of the other DC shows on right. the CW. So I, I don't know how that will play out. Yeah. I mean, given that Gotham is on Fox, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that conflicts at all. And I don't know if I feel like Gotham should exist in its own like little universe because it's like, it's taking place before 
the timeline of all of the right. super legends of whatever uh, shows. <laughs> so, so I feel like we should still be able to get Batwoman. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, she doesn't even come on the scene until Batman is like well, well established. Right. And, so, and if, if we're getting Superman, I don't know why we couldn't get Batwoman. I mean, Superman seemed to be one of those cases where I thought they might not ever get him. But um, here we are. So, um, Morgan, what do you think about uh, the Maggie Sawyer casting? Yeah, I'm really excited. I've been a, I, I just caught up on the first um, volume of uh, DC's Bombshells. Yes. So now I feel like I want like Kate Kane to show up, but I also want her to be like a baseball player. <laughs> These are things that probably won't happen, but I mean, come on, guys make it happen but uh, I'm I'm excited because I think that there's actually like a a good place for her in this show like we've seen Supergirl working with the DEO but we don't know what's happening like on the streets with like the regular police so I think that that's a good bridge for her character to sort of like take us into like the everyday life of um of the city that's a great point because the DEO is so secretive and you know it's like very to governmental yeah. too yeah, so that that'll be cool to see how the <laughs> the regular folks interact with Supergirl. Um, Sarah, what are your thoughts on Maggie Sawyer? Kind of just echoing everybody else's excitement, um, and I, I also kind of like the the aspect that we're gonna get to see more how like the police are dealing with all this crazy stuff. We only kind of got like little bits and pieces of them. I think they mentioned in the crossover that they now have facilities where they can hold metahumans. So Kind of all those changes that might be happening to the to the regular folks. So, um, kind of just interested to see all of that. So, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I was I when I was reading the article from the Hollywood Reporter, I was actually I don't know why, but I was kind of surprised because they say that the Maggie Sawyer role is a series regular role, which made it bigger in in my mind that I, I thought maybe she would just show up occasionally, but a series regular, that's, that's a pretty big deal. So we might get to see a lot of Maggie Sawyer this season. And I also noted that Maggie is apparently not affiliated with the Metropolis police department. I thought that was interesting. I don't know. Maybe she starts out with the national city or maybe she started out in Metropolis and she was like, I've had enough of Metropolis. I'm going to National City. And maybe she moves. Uh, I don't know. But I just thought that was interesting. Because every every time I think of Maggie Sawyer, I think of her with the the Metropolis PD. So th- this is a little bit of a change for me. But I'll go with it. I, I think it's acceptable. Maybe she did the same thing as James Grown Man Olsen, where he was just like, I'm just like, strike out. And no one's going to call me Jimmy anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on my own and be my own person. Uh, so, yeah, maybe she's trying to make a, a new life for herself. So our, I think this might be our last news item, but... Oh, no. We, oh, no. We have oh, lots of Oh, we've got news. more. Yes, we have lots. Yeah. Wow. There is a lot of news. <laughs> okay. So some Comic-Con news. Uh, Melissa Benoist and Supergirl are being featured as one of four collectible TV Guide magazine covers for San Diego Comic-Con. According to Comic-Con.TheWB.com, Warner Brothers Television and TV Guide magazine are teaming up with collectible covers of Supergirl, The Flash, Blindspot, and Supernatural. Uh, These will be available at the Warner Brothers Comic-Con booth, but you can get them on newsstands and digital platforms now as of July 19th. Um, 
And looking at the cover, one of the things I noticed the other day, and I think I tweeted about it, was that all of these covers are very, like, red, white, and blue. It looks like they're all running for president. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm In which case, Supergirl definitely has my vote. Yeah, I'd vote for Supergirl. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I, I, I'm, I'm glad she gets her own cover. I'm glad she gets a spotlight at Comic-Con, because that, that'll be a pretty big deal, I think, for the, the DC show. So um, I think it looks good. But I, I did... Um, I, it sort of made me laugh, though, because Supergirl's picture and the Flash's picture, neither of them are smiling. And I just kind of wanted... This is one of those moments I wish I was still on, active on Twitter because I would have made some comment about, well, that's really joyless that they're not smiling, but I, uh, I decided against it. posting anything. But, uh, you know, because people, people make all those comments all the time about a superhero not smiling and how that's not great. But I think it's fine. I think it looks good. <laughs> So, it's her campaign poster. She has to look she serious. Has to, she has thinking to be about serious. the issues. Yeah, yeah. You can't, can't be making quippy jokes when you're running. For, well, maybe you could when you're running for president. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a good cover. I, th- I think it looks good. And I, I, will try, I don't know how the digital platform thing works, but I guess I'll have to do it since I'm not going to Comic-Con. Her hair looks blonder in the, in the photo. It does. I was wondering if she lightened it for season two. Well, and I don't know if this is a season two picture or not. I, yeah. I, it could be that these are leftover pictures that CBS was like, here, CW, here's everything that we did and just passed them on. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's who, who knows? Uh, maybe they went ahead and shot some promotional stuff before they started shooting season two. I, I yeah, I know, I, know. I know they already have because um, there was a thing a few months ago where Jeremy Jordan took over the CW Instagram account and they've been, he posted pictures of them shooting promos. Like, I mean, it was pretty early on. Yeah, that's right. So. Cause they had the, uh, the hashtag on one of those. Yeah. So uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I feel like they've probably, they've probably done a bunch of pics already. It wouldn't surprise me if this is new. I was just noticing it cause it looks like her hair is like considerably more blonde. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see when the uh, first episode premieres. Well, according to Nerdist.com, Melissa Benoist will be appearing on Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass panel at San Diego Comic-Con on Saturday, July 23rd at 4.30 p.m. And this is in addition to the Supergirl panel that will take place on Saturday, July 23rd at 3.30 p.m. So she's, she's got two panels back-to-back, so she's probably going to be really busy. Um, but I think this is a great panel that they do every year. Uh, some of my faves have been on it in the past, like Elizabeth Mitchell and um, Gal Gadot. Uh, so uh, I am excited that she gets to be featured for this because I think this this panel highlights great actresses who who are playing in strong parts. So I'm I'm glad that she gets to be a part of that. This might not be something that you know offhand, but is it in Hall H again? I feel like uh, it's always in Hall H, and I'm just like I just like sigh sadly and walk away. <laughs> Yeah, because it's always so difficult to get into. It looks like it is. I'm reading, I'm scrolling through the Nerdist article on it just because I wanted to know who else was on the panel, which it looks like in addition to Melissa, it's uh, Marina Bakran, Lucy Lawless, Tatiana Maslany, and Connie Nielsen, I guess for (laughs) Wonder Woman because she's doing, because she's playing Wonder Woman's mom. Yes. Oh, that's a good panel. I'm so excited. That's going to be a good panel. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch it on YouTube when it goes up because I love all of those women yeah. so much. I love Marina Baccarin. And the Star Trek panel is on that day. <laughs> oh, <Nice>. yes. <laughs> no one's getting in Hall H. <laughs> no, no. That's, a, that's good luck. <laughs> 
Sarah, do you have any thoughts about anything that we've talked about? Yeah, it makes me really sad that I'm not going to San Diego Comic-Con, but it sounds like I wouldn't be able to get in there anyway, because Hall H, crazy. Yeah, it, it sounds like it always sounds like you have to camp out for, like, days beforehand. Isn't yeah. that where the, all the like biggest... It's like the Nerd Thunderdome. It's like you, you <laughs> yeah. just can't get in. You just can't get into it. <laughs> isn't, isn't that where they have all the big, like, yeah. the biggest ones? Yeah. 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 I, I remember I went one year and we thought, my friend and I thought we were going to get into Veronica Mars because it was early in the morning. Nice. I think we started waiting in line at like six o'clock and the panel was at like 1030 or 11. We were like, oh, sure, of course we'll get in. We're so, here so ridiculously early. And the line like wrapped around like several blocks. It just on, on, on. A couple people behind us were in line for Game of Thrones that was at like four o'clock that day. So when we finally just gave up and we're like okay we're not getting in like the panel started and we left the line we we're like good luck and later on they texted us and they were like we never got in <gasps> no that's so upsetting. terrible there's hall h is just that's a, it's, it's just a, where a, dreams go to die oh that's upsetting but uh but that seems like those would be some good panels so maybe we'll we'll get to see those online uh, according to La La Land Records Facebook page, the soundtrack to Supergirl Season 1 will be made available for the first time at San Diego Comic-Con, of course, <laughs> on, on July 20th. But if you're unable to attend San Diego Comic-Con, like 99% of us, uh, copies of the soundtrack will be available on the La La Land Records website, which you can go to at www.lalalandrecords.com starting July 26th and will be priced at $15.98. I'm pretty excited about this because I like the music on the show and I, th- I, I'm assuming one of those tracks, it's called a hero emerges. I'm hoping that's the music in the scene where Kara has to work up the nerve to try to fly again and save the plane. Cause I really like the music in that scene. So I'm pretty pumped about this. There's a lot of tracks on here. There's 29 tracks, which we're not going to read the track list. <laughs> no, that would take <laughs> a long ridiculous. time. But the, yeah, there's a lot of tracks. So that's exciting. World's Finest. Ooh, World's Finest. That's Ooh. exciting. A, lot, a couple of Martian Manhunter uh, uh, themes. Got some. Got a one for Fortress of Solitude. So that's kind of, that's cool. I like, there's, there's one that's gift from Clark stronger together. I hope that's like, just, it, it also includes like the G chat messages, like the pinging of it. Oh, like, you know, that, well, yeah, that would, that would be hilarious, but that music actually is pretty nice under those little instant messaging scenes. At least the first one, I, I was very emotionally moved by the first one. And, and part of that was because of the music. So, um, I, I, I would appreciate it if it had the, the sound effects in it, but yeah, those are some good stuff. Uh, in Supergirl action figure news, according to TVInsider.com, DC Collectibles is officially unveiling Supergirl and Martian Manhunter figures based on Melissa Benoist and David Harewood at this year's San Diego San, yeah, San Diego Comic Con. That should not be so hard to say, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> it is. These figures, standing at approximately 6.75 inches tall, will go on sale in May 2017 and have a suggested retail price of $28. What do you guys think about these figures? Carly, we'll start with you. They're fun. I kind of want the Martian Manhunter one, to be honest. <laughs> I like the Martian Manhunter one. 
I feel like the Supergirl one has a like an uncanny valley aspect to it that mm-hmm. just freaks me right out. But this is a <laughs> this is coming from the same person who like would scream every time that Tom Hanks uh, it, like animated movie where he's like a train conductor oh, came on. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Okay. So I'm probably not the best person to ask. Yeah, that that one's a little too close. Um, Sarah, since you, you draw these characters a lot, what, what do you think of the design and the way they look? Oh, man, I, I'm not the greatest person to ask. I feel like I can't get very good actor likenesses on my cartoony <laughs> stuff, so I feel like I don't have much to offer. I think they look, um, the Martian Manhunter looks really cool. I, I do kind of agree that the, the Supergirl, the face has like, a, it's like two something, I'm not quite sure, but this could be a prototype, so maybe they'll change it before they release it. I don't know. But um, it seems the whole line seems pretty cool. I guess they're releasing other characters from the, the DC TV shows. Oh, yeah. There's a ton. There's Hot Girl and Firestorm and I think Vixen was one of them. So there's there's a ton of them now. Um, I think Constantine was even put in there because he appeared on Arrow. So he gets he gets an action figure as well. So all it takes is one episode, guys. If if you, if you're an aspiring actor, just go on one episode of these shows. You you might be able to get an action figure. Um, Wait, Rebecca. Yeah. Do you know what that means? <laughs> what, 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 oh, <laughs> that means Kelly can get an action figure. All, all, all I want is to come true. I was oh. literally going to say yeah, but is Kelly going to get one? Mm. All, all I want in life is a Kelly action figure. That would complete <laughs> my office. So make that happen, DC Collectibles. Get on that. <laughs> um, but I, the one thing I will say about the Supergirl action figure is I, I sort of like the way they did the boots because it's all their her boots are like crinkly, you know, crinkled up a little bit, and so it sort of I don't know it gives it a little bit of a lifelike sense there. So I, I'm excited about these. But I did notice a lot of people t- tweeted at us, you know, asking where's the Alex Danvers figure. So uh, I think that might be something they might want to consider to add because an Alex Danvers action figure would be awesome. That would be very cool. And in more Supergirl action figure news, because there's a lot of it, uh, back in March we told you that Melissa Benoist's Supergirl was getting her own action figure in the Mattel multiverse line. And now, according to Toy News International, it will go on sale this August. Uh, Supergirl is getting her own six-inch figure as part of Doomsday Collect and Connect Wave 1. Supergirl, along with other figures, including Robin and Armored Batman of Dark Knight Returns, and Doomsday Superman, which is a creepy, creepy image, will come packaged with Doomsday Collect and Connect figure pieces that will combine to create a complete Doomsday figure once Wave 2 and the remaining pieces are released, which is a pretty cool idea. And it probably helps them sell more of those figures so that everybody can make the Doomsday, which is very smart. Um, (laughs) But you can pre-order these now at BigBadToyStore.com. And uh, Supergirl's figure comes with one of Doomsday's legs. So (laughs) It's funny because as I was skimming, like... uh, the document you always send over, Rebecca, I was like looking, there's the pictures in there. I didn't read the text and I was just like, oh, cool. I like this figurine about Supergirl a lot better. I don't get the leg though. <laughs> yeah, you have I thought to... it was like a weapon. I was like, is she just swinging around a disembodied leg? This is getting dark. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to know the context behind this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting way to package it. But I, I think this figure looks pretty decent. Um, I like the way you can kind of see the stitching on the top with the, with the blue 
uh, part where the S shield is. So that, that's kind of neat to sort of see the handmade stitching that went into it. So if you like to collect action figures, this is a great time because Supergirl's getting a lot of them. And our last piece of news... Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) According to comicbookresources.com at the Los Angeles finals of American Ninja Warrior, Supergirl stunt woman Jesse Graff, quote, stunned audiences and judges yet again, easily defeating an obstacle that previously bested 10 competitors in the stateside competition. The wedge certainly seemed impossible before Graff tackled the course. Ten straight competitors had attempted to jump a bar between two angled walls and ten failed in rapid succession. While she didn't manage to finish the entire course, Graff still qualified for the next round, which will take place in Las Vegas, end quote. Yeah, Jesse Graff still killing it. Still killing it in American Ninja Warrior. And I think she's really impressing people. All the, all, all the articles I've... What, uh, was looking up about this. Everybody seemed to be very wowed by her abilities. So uh, I hope she does well in the in the next round. I just think it's inspiring that she was able to beat an obstacle that 10 other people in a row couldn't get through. And, and those obstacles are crazy usually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're nuts. The, the, the way she sort of, um, I don't want to say failed in the, in the round, but the, the way she got sort of knocked out was that she her her grasp on the the lever just kind of slipped so it wasn't like she couldn't do it it was just you know she slipped so uh i i hope she can keep going it's awesome well that's it for all of our news uh it's a lot but we had a lot of comic con stuff we, we needed to get out there um but for this episode of supergirl radio we like we said we are joined by sarah louver who you may also know as comica girl on twitter tumblr wherever she's got stuff uh, <laughs> and she creates fantastic supergirl art and comics so we wanted to have her on to talk to her about that so sarah will you share a little bit about your artist origin story like how did you get into creating comics Oh, artist origin story. That makes it sound much cooler than it actually is. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I've kind of um, just been drawing for as, as long as I can recall, really. But um, comics specifically, I can kind of remember, I guess, uh, an origin. Um, in uh, second grade, I think, um, I was really into Calvin and Hobbes at the time. I mean, I'm still into Calvin and Hobbes, but... <laughs> um, and uh, we had like an after-school cartooning class. It was the only year they ever offered it. I feel like that got cut with other arts things <laughs> eventually. Oh, wow. But um, And the teacher was also really into Calvin and Hobbes, so I thought that was pretty cool. And we would just kind of draw our favorite cartoon characters and stuff, and he would show us how to do that. And then the next year, um, third grade, I remember that was when I drew my, my first quote-unquote comic, I guess. It was just printer paper stapled together, but it was The Adventures of Super Student, who was very good friends with Math Man. So that, <laughs> awesome. that is where it all began, and I've kind of been drawing comics ever since. So That's amazing. So you created your own characters in your own comics yes. in third grade. Wow. Yes, they, they weren't very good, but... <laughs> That's okay. Everybody's got to start somewhere, but I, I'm sure they were still pretty good. Do you still have those? You know, I feel like I, I got rid of them... Uh, a couple years ago, I was cleaning stuff out, and I feel like they probably wound up in the in the trash bin. Sadly, Aww. but well, you should is... you should bring you should bring them back. <laughs> yeah, relaunch them, reboot them. What is what's DC doing? Rebirth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, I was about to say, if you still had them, post them to your Tumblr 
I'd be, I'd be into that. I would like that. Um, well, that's really cool. So when I, so you have a, a love for drawing and comics. How did you get into maybe DC stuff and Supergirl? Actually, uh, I didn't get into um, DC kind of in general, like the, the comic side of things. Um, the cartoons I watched when I was um, younger, like the Justice League and the Batman series. But um, the comics, I didn't jump on board until um, New 52, actually, because it felt like a lot of stuff, a lot of continuity that had happened. Um, and the New 52 was kind of nice to, like, just kind of jump on, I guess. Um, and I actually, I, I didn't like that Supergirl comic, to be quite honest. So um, kind of petered out after that. But then when the show um, started up, I, I decided to kind of look into other runs on the comic and... Since then, I've actually read a, a ton of Supergirl stuff. I wrote a paper about her for my one of my final papers um, before graduating from school. So, well, that's awesome. Uh, can can we ask what it was about? Uh, yeah, it was for a um, the class itself was called oh gosh, what was it? Um, girl culture. So we looked at um, kind of specifically looking at girl stuff within the realm of like feminism and whatnot. And um, the paper was Supergirl as a reflection of American girlhood um, throughout her, her, since her introduction to the current iteration. So I started with the Silver Age stuff and kind of ended with the show, actually. So. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Ooh. Yes, it was a lot <laughs> to get through. So. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of history, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, but she goes back to the late 1950s. That's a yeah. lot of stuff. It, it was a lot. <laughs> So, well, congratulations on that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah well, and, and it's a safe space here at Supergirl Radio. If there is a version of Supergirl you don't like, that's okay. Thank you. Um, Thank we, you. We, we, we allow that. It's, it's fine. Don't, don't, don't hesitate if you don't like something. You're, you're allowed to not like something here. Um, and so you talked about getting into the Supergirl TV show. Is there, is there something you really love about the show? Like what, what makes you want to watch it? So we were kind of talking about like various versions of Kara that we might not like as much as others. I really enjoy um, the way they've kind of characterized her on the show. I feel like they've pulled all of the best sort of elements from her character and made a really compelling lead for a TV show. So she's kind of my favorite part of, of the whole thing. And Melissa Benoit's performance is just awesome. So that's that's kind of the major draw. And then... Alex Danvers. I could just watch a show about Alex Danvers. So, yeah, those are those are my favorite parts about the show. I think. Well, and since you draw some Supergirl comics based on the show, what gives you that inspiration to draw those specific ones? Because I I know there's probably one that Carly probably liked a lot. There's a couple with <laughs> Supergirl and the Flash. Yeah. Um, especially one where they're singing together. Uh, singing some, <laughs> singing some Queen. Uh, that's one. That's one of my personal favorites. But I, I know, Car- well, I know Carly loves uh, Supergirl and the Flash interactions. Um, but like, what inspires you to to draw those certain comics? So it kind of comes from a variety of places. But like the the one you kind of mentioned, the the singing one, um, that was uh, inspired by I think it was um, Stephen Amell who did an interview, and um, they were kind of asking about his thoughts on like a, a musical episode. And so kind of based on that, I sort of took the idea that he might not be super into the idea and sort of <laughs> kind of played with it, like how 
that would translate to the actual characters. So um, news items, um, interviews. There was another one I did um, the where Supergirl and the Flash meet uh, King Shark. Um, yeah. Because I, I guess there was an interview a while back with Melissa Benoist, and, and she's not a big fan of sharks. <laughs> and she maybe felt that Supergirl would not be a big fan of sharks. And it occurred to me, I was like, oh, there's a giant walking, talking shark in this universe. It might be kind of interesting to see how that goes. So um, that that can kind of inspire the comics. Sometimes it's just weird things that I would like to see on the show that will never happen. Like I did a crypto comic just recently. I sincerely doubt he's probably in the pod, but I really want <laughs> it to be him. But um, so, yeah, kind of it, sort of all over the place. I sort of draw. Um, yeah. from certain things. Yeah, I actually saw your your crypto comic and I was like that actually like I felt like you had thought that out because I was like this actually <laughs> would I I would buy that that would be the case that you know he would be in the pod and Kara would have to take care of him and you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so um yeah, I I liked that one especially and um yeah, the king shark one is pretty funny. Um thank when, you. When she, you know, puts gives him like the post it note, she's like nope. <laughs> no sharks. So yeah, that those are those are good uh interpretations of the characters, I think, and and, and you do such a good job because you make them really come to life. Oh, thank you. And I was curious because I saw on your Tumblr page that you do commissions. So uh if if anybody listening wants you to draw something for them, would you tell us a little bit about how that process works? Um sure. Um and I can uh, I mean towards the end if it's all right, I can I can plug my my blog where you can find better, more organized information than I'll ever be able to explain it. So save that for the end there. But yeah, if, um, if you want something drawn, I can, I can do that, I think. Um, and how it usually works is, uh, I have my email on my commission page and then I have the types of commissions that I offer. It's kind of, um, based on what style you're looking for. There's the very, very, very cartoony and then just varying degrees of cartooniness, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it. but um, And there are examples linked on that page, so you can see past commissions that I've done and, and all the end prices and whatnot. And um, it, they're digital commissions, so they're not print. So you get a, a digital file at the end of it to print at your convenience on, on whatever paper you prefer. So, um, yeah, and then, uh, like I said, it's kind of done via email. So all of that information is on there. Well, okay, so hypothetically... If, 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 say, someone wanted to ask if you would draw something like Supergirl listening to a podcast of, yes. of some kind, um, w- would that be something like, do you, would you have an idea about, you know, how to draw? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't really thought about it. Um, <laughs> I, I have an idea, maybe okay. how that could look okay. if, if one was interested in such a commission. <laughs> I mean, just, just a hypothetical situation. Certainly, certainly. Um, uh, we, we, we might uh, know some people who would be interested <laughs> in uh, maybe uh, getting a commission from you. But yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Um, a lot of uh, I know a lot of people online like your stuff, and I even saw. I I want to brag on you because I saw <laughs> Sterling Gates had I think reblogged you on Tumblr and said that your crypto comic was the best Supergirl comic he'd ever read. Oh, so um, <laughs> so I I think that's amazing because. Uh, 
because it's I, I really admire people because I try to do it for myself, not very successfully, but I try to, you know, create content to put out on the Internet. And, and yours is so good that, you know, everybody is drawn to it, even even famous Supergirl writers like Sterling Gates. So uh, I think that's awesome. So I just wanted to brag uh, on you for that. Yeah, I um I saw. I didn't see that. That that's crazy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'll, but, I'll have so, to send it to you because I was oh like, goodness. oh, look at that. Yeah, yes. that's his his run on Supergirl is like one of my favorites. So that's gosh, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll dig up a link and send it to you. Well, we've talked a little bit about your Supergirl comics and the art you do. Is there um is there any other art that you're really proud of that you do? Do you what other kind of things do you draw? Like if somebody's interested, are, are there any other fandoms that you're a part of that you that you like to draw characters or just anything that you created you know originally for yourself? My b- blog is probably not great. Uh, it's it's all Supergirl at this point, but um, I do <laughs> I do like uh, Marvel comics quite a bit. I've I've been a Marvel fan much longer than a DC fan. Um, so I do like uh, to draw folks from that side of the, uh, the universe there. And um, gosh, what else? Uh, my original stuff actually tends to be more, um, I, I went to school for animation actually. So I have storyboards that I've done for original ideas that I keep more on like my portfolio sites, but um, I did some character designs for um, like an all-female version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was kind of a fun project. So, That's um, awesome. Thank you. And so, uh, yeah, it, if, you, if you just kind of Google my stuff, you can find... I have more than Supergirl out there, but it's kind of hard to keep track of it all. So. Wow, animation. Uh, that actually makes sense now, because I saw <laughs> that you had tweeted out an animated... Uh, I guess it was a GIF of some kind um, about Adventures of Supergirl, and it was awesome. So <laughs> that actually is kind of coming together now that I think about it's it. It's all making sense. It, it's all adding up now. Um, well, and, and since season two of Supergirl is coming up, are there things that you're really excited about? Like, what are you most looking forward to when the show comes back? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, just the fact that there's going to be a season two is pretty <laughs> exciting. Um, but I think I'm like a lot of folks on social media. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see Superman. Um, how they decide to sort of write him on the show, so I'm kind of interested in that. And then I'm I'm not going to pronounce this right because I've only seen her name in print. But um, Lena Luther, Lex's sister, or I'm not sure I'd pronounce it, but it it, um, it could be Lena. I've I've always said Lena, but it could be Lena. Well, we'll have to um, <laughs> consult. Um, we're we're going to do a character spotlight with John M. Wilson oh, on, very- on on that character. So I I will put that to John to give us a definitive pronunciation of her name yes please do i'd, I'd like to know <laughs> so, <laughs> i would um, too now now that you bring it up <laughs> so um i'm kind of looking forward to how she's going to interact with kara or supergirl whoever whichever persona she meets but um so that's those are kind of the things that i'm looking forward to but yeah just in general more adventures of supergirl which is an awesome title for both a tie-in comic and the first episode of season two so <laughs> It's very fitting that that would tie in together. Morgan, Carly, do you have any questions for Sarah before we wrap up? No questions, just love. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your favorite character to draw? Oh, hmm. (laughs) That's a big question. Drop in the mic. (laughs) Oh, um, okay, I know who I I don't like to draw. Um, 
Kara's hair is really hard to draw, both when it's pulled back and when it's just down. Like, I don't know how TV hair works. I don't think that, <laughs> you know, you know uh, physics really apply to it, so it's hard to sort of capture that. Um, so she is kind of, she's tricky to draw. Um, I guess I like drawing Hank, or Jean, excuse me. Um, he's kind of my favorite. I always tend to draw him pretty grumpy, which is always pretty <laughs> I feel like it's not a great representation because he's less grumpy now, but... That's sort of my default go-to for him. And I noticed you, you, you have a couple of comics that have Clark in them, and I appreciate that you have <laughs> the little bit of the curl in there, and uh, so that's, that's good stuff. And, and Alex, I think, looks really good when you draw her. So, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, I, I think you have a good handle on all the characters, even if some of them are trickier than others. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for our discussion with Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on Supergirl Radio and chatting with us about your awesome art and all of the, the cool things that you're a part of. And it's so fascinating to learn about your history as a young person creating your own comics in third grade. That's amazing. And to know that you went to animation school. I'm going to pick your brain about that. That's we'll, we'll 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 talk about that later. That's that's a whole other discussion that we could go down a rabbit hole on. Oh that, yes. That is very cool. But that that kind of stuff is really good to know because I think that plays into your uh, progression as an artist. So it's very cool to see that. Well, how can people if they want to see some of your art if they haven't already, how can they go about finding you on the internet? So as I kind of mentioned previous it's been brought up a few times i do have a blog um if you're feeling very brave like you want to check out tumblr um it's a uh, comicer girl let's see if i can spell this um c-o-m-i-c-k-e-r-g-i-r-l dot tumblr dot com and i have a, a tab for commissions if anybody wants to check that out and I then mean, i also I mean, if anybody hypothetically would want to yeah, do right that. certainly um, yes yes um <laughs> i encourage anybody who is interested in doing that um Yes, so there's that, and then I have a, um, I have a Twitter. I'm not, I'm not great at using Twitter. I'm trying to be better, so maybe this will encourage me to be more on top of it. Um, just at Comic or Girl, spelled, spelled the same, all one word. So, yeah, those are the best places to find me. Well, that's, art. that's very cool. Everybody should go and check her stuff out because it's great. Um, you. You, you could even say it's super, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be that person to, to do the pun. But it's it's applicable in this case. Well, if you would like to contact us with any feedback or thoughts or theories, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify, so check out our playlist. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. Thanks to Gold Gaga 25 who left us a review on iTunes. Yay. Um, <laughs> and we are part of the DC TV podcast network. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter and like DC TV podcast on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm probably going to pop back on Twitter around August. So uh, maybe, maybe around that time you'll, you'll see me um, ranting and raving uh, once again. Um, and you can also watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. 
You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. I am weekend editor at themarysue.com. And if you follow me on Twitter, I will probably just be crying a lot about not going to Comic-Con this year. <laughs> <laughs> we, sh- we shouldn't laugh at that. Um, that's, uh, the struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be crying along there with you. <laughs> I mean, the irony is that I, I've gone to Comic-Con the last couple of years and I've had people tweet me the news that's breaking at Comic-Con that I have no idea of. <laughs> yeah, you're probably I, in a little bubble, I would I would guess. Yeah, last year, it's it's kind of funny. Last year, I was at a party and I saw fireworks and I was like, how nice San Diego is having fireworks. And just as I was looking at the fireworks, a friend of mine tweeted me like, did you know that they're doing fireworks for Star Wars and George Lucas? And, like There was a concert. And I was like, I did not know that the fireworks I was staring at were associated <laughs> with that. But you did. <laughs> you didn't hear John Williams music like I, pumping I did through not. every speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere in San Diego. Yeah, was it, was just, it was just all John Williams Star Wars music. That would have been awesome, though. I wouldn't put it past Comic-Con, honestly. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Twitter, um, at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-S-T-I-C. You can find um, me, some of my writing on Buddy TV, where I'm covering Pretty Little Liars this summer. Um, and uh, keep an eye out for on my Twitter, because I actually... I will be going to Comic-Con this year, so <laughs> hopefully I will be able to tweet some stuff about Supergirl. Oh. Maybe I'll be able to get into the panel if I wait long enough and I hope hard enough. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. Well, that would be awesome. And uh, everybody follow Morgan for those updates. Well, until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Carly Lane. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope you'll check out the Supergirl comics of Comicer Girl. Girl.